0: Hello and welcome to the Xenothesis podcast. In this episode, episode 63, we're covering chapters in 11 and 12 from part 2 Exile of book 3 Imago of the Xenogenesis Trilogy by Octavia E. Butler. My name is Richard Acton and I'm joined, as
1: always, by my co-host. Michael Glinkham. Hi everyone. Richard, I dare you to say that intro three times in a row fast. <laughs> you're getting you're so smooth and good at it, but I feel like it could be a tongue twister very quickly.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not doing three times in a row fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially the book uh was it book two, uh the was it part two or part three kacktak? Like, oh, like, yes, yeah.
0: like yeah that's um that's a bit of a, a tongue twister to, <laughs> to say many times fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh last anyhow. Th- yeah anyhow this is yeah. the last uh the last chapters of um part two Exciting because mm-hmm. we're nearing the end of the book and the end of the trilogy, so it's uh whew, a bit scary and also exciting of what what the fate mm-hmm. brings to us.
0: Yeah, what 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 lies ahead. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Um, but speaking of the fate, shall we go to my predictions?
0: Yes. Yeah. How did you fare this week?
1: Um well, so I mean, this is probably the more obvious prediction, you know. The finally, the journey is reaching its end. You know, Jodas' family coming to collect them to take care of uh, Jesus and metamorphing Jodas. Um, but mm-hmm. somewhere in back of my mind, it keeps ringing like it's Octavia Butler, man. It's Octavia Butler. He, she's just waiting to throw, I don't know, an apocalypse somewhere, like they get home and you know Jodas about to you know undergo his second metamorphosis, and then suddenly boom, resistors surround the whole house or something, type of situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it didn't uh,
1: happen, but still, it's it's scary. It's it's a scary sort of moment, you know. A scary voice uh, in my head. Keeps telling me. It's. Okay, You've yeah. got
0: kind of a everything is going. Everything's too quiet. Kind of a feeling, right? Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: way too quiet. Knowing her, it's way too quiet.
0: I mean, we did just get the you know. Emergency recovery from gunshots <laughs> Yes, kind of like washing up on the the shores of the the Amazon in in dire straits. But but it's still too quiet. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: honestly, it's still too quiet. That that's you know like oh one shot healed. You know that's nothing, right? And it's like I'm waiting mm-hmm. for like the whole you know whole family being surrounded and then like I don't know. Just generally felt like it can't mm-hmm. be the like it can't just end like this. But you know this chapter is being pretty quiet but um quite i would say well yeah it's been a bit quiet short um uh chapter i think the next one is more exciting because we get talk about biology
0: <laughs> yes yeah we get a bit of a kind of wrap up of the uh, um you know the the tension of them uh uh, will they get home okay? Uh, yes. And, you know, chapter eleven resolves that, and in, in yes, they got home more or less okay, but with uh, a, a little tidbit of, of some potential tension to come, yes, uh, and you know some some introductions to relatives. <laughs>
1: yes. So well, let's get started to chapter eleven summary. Um, mm-hmm. So the chapter starts where the last one ended on the riverbank. Jotas notified Thomas that its uh, that its family is coming. It also warned Thomas about how the man and Jesusa will feel around them, that the fact that they will feel uncomfortable because they're bound with Jodas. Um, that's mm. the reference. If you, if you listeners, you remember, a lot of time when um, a family unit is formed, they don't want to uh, be around other onkali or humans type of situation but that's exactly what Jodas meant mm-hmm. yeah the kind of uh odd but i guess maybe also a bit uncomfortable with uh seeing Nikanj and the true onkali because they didn't see onkali before
0: true yes they've only seen the kind of uh, uh weird chameleon style uh onkali that uh jordas <laughs> yes yeah, <laughs> looking very human at the moment, though, I, I think, if I remember yes,
1: correctly. Yes, yes, I think he, look, he each changed its look to look like Thomas, I think, and his oh, yes, sister combined. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, it
0: looks like a, uh, a sibling of those two.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, so that's where, just as Jodas finished the sentence, um, that's when Lilith, Nikanj, and Eir came out. Eir was past its first metamorphosis, and um, the first one to speak was Lilith saying she needs to learn not to worry about Jodas and welcome the other two and thanking them for taking care of Jodas. Jodas introduced Lilith and Ikanj and explained to them uh, to Thomas uh, who and what they are. Ayer, um who, here's a bit from a book, Ayor, who was restraining itself in obvious effort, said, When I touch you, Jodas, I won't let you go for at least a day. I laughed, remembering its touch, realizing that I was eager to touch it too and understand how it had changed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because you get that whole um uh little digression on the discussion of their different backgrounds, one human and uh, one kali born. Uh so they have uh, you know uh, different stuff to learn from one another after having been apart, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know, gained new experiences. And then uh, you know we get some introductions, right? But the, there's a the difficulty with them all speaking spanish is they have these uloy who don't have uh, uh you know, male or female pronouns yeah, right? yeah. so they're, they're just using the english it to refer to the uloy because they they, they not have a good uh, spanish drop in
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting how very uh it's it's surprising though to me because i mean even in a lot of other gendered like language that have masculine and feminine versions of the words or verbs um they would have the non-gendered option for like objects right
0: uh no uh, not not always <laughs> i mean like you know, i mean French like spanish, in spanish yeah
1: but like uh <laughs> that surprised me that's what i said like it surprised me because i thought oh you know you you should you would have an option right like just in case you know like it's hmm it's a piece of wood it doesn't have a male or female it's just a piece of wood
0: <laughs> what what's that like in polish is there a uh... um
1: in polish there is there is um we say you know it is right there is exactly mm. you know you know if there's an ob- if it's an object um mm. we say it right like it like in english so it's okay yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't be a problem for us to to you to, to know to create a a um, third gender even it Mm. um yeah. but yeah and, uh, in, in
0: in german even though they have neuter it a lot of the conjugations don't really make a lot of sense unless <laughs> it's actually a, a neuter thing so it's <laughs> it, it can be tricky to use like a, a, a neuter pronoun it doesn't really work it's only really uh, yeah it's it's odd yeah but, yeah
1: it's, it's it's languages and their structures are a fascinating topic which i have no clue about but honestly it's it's when you listen to um people mm. speak languages and like yeah like honestly i thought there is it's you you know um universal that you would have
0: um nope As certainly in french and spanish and i think also italian and a bunch of the other kind of like closely related romance languages basically everything everything has is, yeah yeah
1: yeah uh, hmm yeah. well continuing on jodas couldn't wait but the first thing was to um feed all of them they were exhausted by the journey and the fact that jodas as well as the fact that jodas had to heal Jesusa, you can't ask thomas their names and surprising jodas thomas introduced them himself fully thomas serrano y martin um he also introduced his sister Jesusa woke up, and although Thomas was fine, she was taken back by Nikanji's appearance. It was first time to see anyonkali for her, and she was scared. But the family took them back to their house. Jesusa still wasn't sure if she, she will stay. Jodas explained to her that no one will hurt her, and they will feed her, but no one will touch her. Again, for the same reason as previously with Thomas. Here's a uh, paragraph from the book. Will they let me go? she asked. I turned my head so that I could look at her eyes uh, with my eyes. Don't leave me," I said very softly. "I'm afraid I don't see how I can stay with your family. Stay with me. Your your relative, Don one, Nikanj, my Uloi parent. It will never touch you. I would get that promise from it before I slept again. It's Uloi, like you. Jesus explained to her that although they are the same sex, but Nikanj is actually a pure Onkali, whereas Jesus is a mix with a human. And obviously, Jesus was scared of the unknown, as many people are. And she promised that mm. she will stay until Jodas metamorphosis finish. So she'll keep the promise, and that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, I think
0: she's she also saying that she's she's scared not only of uh, Nakamj, but but of you know, to Jodas to some significant degree still. I, I mean, she's not understanding what's going on here in yeah. full. Yeah.
1: I mean, as you said, like you know, being under that spell, you know that enhanced with deferments that uh, jordan is uh, jordan um Jodas <laughs> Jodas. is yeah. um producing like i mean like obviously it's it's a bit uh disconcerting as yeah. we said many and times before
0: yeah <laughs> and that's the the sort of final note of the chapter right we get lilith kind of looking askance at what's been going on with uh uh, uh jordas is like a, a very uh you know what exactly have you been up to with these humans yeah uh little uh Uloi. and uh so it, yeah lilith is um i think it's uh described in the text as uh upset and under great stress was what was conveyed to uh, jordas by her scent yeah um, when she's sort of seeing how much Tomas and Jesusa seem to be kind of you know under Jordaz's, uh spell.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, on mm-hmm. the other hand, I I I I can imagine that Lilith is a bit of um feels a bit of relief that you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jodas is not a pangolin anymore.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I think we we got that up top right when when Jodas came back, Lilith was like, like oh, I should uh, I should uh, you know. I've known not to worry too much about you but now she's uh, I think uh, worried about it for uh, for different reasons Seasons, yeah. not worried about its uh its um, well-being but uh, it's uh, you know, the morality of its choices perhaps yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i guess mm. Mm, now having the fact that there's mars um the fact that Dodas pushed Itself or like literally on the on Thomas and uh, Jesus is pretty obvious and that's why Lilith is a bit like
0: mm. yeah. yeah so what exactly have you been up to with these humans and have you uh, you know conducted yourself appropriately or have you uh, you know uh, basically forced yourself on 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 these two and you know mind whammied them with all of the and a uloy. Powers,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was where the chapter eleven finished. Uh, so let's get to my chapter twelve predictions. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, finally back with Lilith, Nikanch, and the rest of the family. Question was: Will Jesus leave? Right? And I generally th- wasn't sure what will be the mm. um, result. I mean, obviously, this is the end of the part, so. This wouldn't be, this pro- you know, probably would be left as a cliffhanger until next part. Hmm. But at the same time, um, having Eor back is, you know, it's in another construct, Uloi. Hmm. Joda's just brought two fresh humans that are untouched literally by any en- on Kali. It hmm. just it's going to be a, I thought to myself that this is going to be a ripple um both in the whole family that there is non-modified humans there but for Ayres specifically it's going to be like I want it hmm. and I want it now
0: okay yeah a- any uh, any particular thing you're expecting A.O.R. to to do uh,
1: I mean in response to that or? in the long term predictions um I think Air is going to behave like Jodas when it met Thomas and Zuzsa. That's going to just like follow. Like Air is going to be like all over them, trying to um, find where the village is, and mm-hmm. it, maybe even escaping or just you know, I don't know to be honest. But Air is definitely mm-hmm. going to do something that's going to send a. It's going to be problematic. Okay. I mean, in the whole in the whole chapter, like I think at the end of the chapter twelve, Ao is like, although not looking at them, all the tentacles and all the body parts like are literally pointing at Jesus and Thomas.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely some some heavier foreshadowing that Ao might be a problem in twelve. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's like, mm. Mm, yeah, part three is going to be fun, basically. <laughs>
0: Okay, then. It's uh, interesting, well, actually. We, uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: just, just before we continue to the summary, I was just thinking, like, I feel like, I hope not, but I feel like, you know, one potential um, problem could be that Air could try to, you know, get one of them, at least, you know, Thomas or Jesus, out of um, Hans, hands, hmm. if you know what I mean, like, because obviously the Kali will not steal... A uh a uh, an adult they will not steal you no know, potential. Mm, an already mated yeah. yeah. But jodas uh, is an technic- unmated adolescent, yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh actually oh yeah, I always finished its its metamorphosis, right? But the so, first one, the um, first one, yes. So it's like uh, oh yes, only the first one. Yeah, yeah. So it's still in the yeah. Hmm, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so here we are. Hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> No, Recipe for trouble,
1: so yeah, let's get to chapter 12, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so back in the house, the three of them were fed, given new clothing, and helped to re- relax. It was so fascinated by the new people, it was asking, you know, uh, but the new two, uh, newcomers, um, it was asking about their own people. And here's a um, paragraph from the book Jesus and Thomas looked at each other, Jesus looked apprehensive. But Thomas smiled. It was a tired, sad smile. Our first post-war ancestors, ancestors never found one another, he said. I'll tell you if you like. Long story short, the elders uh, were, um, came from a community from all around the world that could speak Spanish. The first mother, who was 15 at the time, was attacked and assaulted by a group of resistors. And that's to describe it gently. Uh, and her mother killed. She was then found by the rest of the group uh, after recovering some strength and they found that she was pregnant. The group wasn't sure though if it was a human or unhuman child. Some people said it was better to have no children than to have unhuman children. So everyone was observing and trying to figure out what would come out of the girl. Some blamed Don Kali for the attack. And here's a paragraph from the book. The Kanj spoke up. They could not have believed we would send them away sterile, then change our minds and impregnate one of them while killing another. Even with its soft, mature Ulo voice, it managed to sound outraged. Um,
0: <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the uh, Carlos still don't get humans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to have... It's just, you know, an excuse just to, you know, throw blame at them.
0: Yep. And, uh, some some uh, mysterious uh, you know group of people uh, you know, like uh, ambushed and 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 raped this this girl and it's they're gonna blame it on the others. They're gonna blame it on the outsiders, irrespective yeah. of how illogical that may or may not be. <laughs>
1: exactly. No. So yeah, there were all different stories about Don Kali. Some even described them as devils. But when the child was born, everybody took care of him, and he was perfect and human. They named him Adam. Not Adam. Adam. Her name was Maria mm. de la Luz. Um, which is really interesting, because they, I thought the, the, Octavia Butler would just jump onto the obvious name Adam, but she just converted Adam, unless unless I'm not... Adam. B-
0: no, I think there's it's just a question of uh maybe they're kind of echoing it but not directly using Adam as Adan instead. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's uh, uh de la luz of the light. Uh, that's it has a, the uh, Maria of the light, the that yeah. little uh, uh you know um uh, there's mythical, a religious there's some, uh, some aspects uh, in that. Some biblical echoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, they kept the child separate from the mother, so that when the time came, they could put uh, to get them together again and make more children. I'm not joking. Uh, and, of course. And that's yep. what happened when Adan was 13. So... Yeah. But they also realized that Maria was growing old. By the time her first daughter was born, she looked older than the people who helped raise her son. She had three daughters and two sons. Uh, and died during the birth of the second boy. The one who was seriously deformed had a hole in his back, basically a (laughs) spina bifida. He died almost immediately and was buried together with the mother. The people actually believe in the spirit of the mother, which led to an interesting conversation about spiritualism and Onkali beliefs. But Onkali quickly squished the idea. They believed in life, and here's a paragraph in the book that describes it. If I died on a lifeless world, a world that could sustain some form of life, if it were tenacious enough, organelles within each cell of my body would survive and evolve. In perhaps a thousand million years, that world would be full of life as this one. There was no religion in between on They just believed in life itself.
0: Yeah, so quite a bit to unpack there. <laughs> no, so we've got this really uh, dark history of... Uh... the the community from which um, Tomás and Jesús hail yeah Yeah, um. I mean
1: unless there was a you know whatever the human who whoever the man who uh, raped Maria um, Mm. would stay behind but what they will you know that would be the only way not to have incestuous uh, relationships in this uh, tribe but obviously it did the man didn't so that was the only way to preserve, you know, just to have full-on Sweet Home Alabama on that, in the that tribe.
0: <laughs> I feel like I should apologize to our, any listeners who might <laughs> have an <in> Alabama, <laughs> because every time we bring this up...
1: Sorry, it, I should, it should be me who <laughs> apologize, because I say that every single time.
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: But then, but, again, uh, yeah, you know...
0: Um, I, I, I suppose, yeah, the... Um, The desperation of the humans to try and, you know, uh, get the ability to reproduce back leads to some uh, fairly effed up decision making.
1: I Uh, mean, yeah, I mean, the girl was 15. They kept them separate. So by the time the boy was 13, she was 28. mm -hmm. Literally my age, our age. Yeah, that's just messed up. It's just so messed up when you think about it. But, you know, it was for them, it was a desperate time. Desperate, you know, desperate times require desperate measures. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Nope. That's, uh, yeah, an interesting justification, right? They're, They're so sort of, uh, determined in their, their belief that we should keep a, a a pure human line that they will go to, to these lengths to yeah, uh, achieve that absolutely but, uh, yeah mm.
1: but the problem then, is uh, gone. on
0: well no, I was just going to uh, move the conversation on to some of the other points that we the sort of more biological stuff that we uh, uh, came up with uh, in this little section we got some some little uh, biological tidbits there's spina bifida uh, More of a there's a genetic component to that, but for the most part, more of a in a dietary folate deficiency. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, So that that well, that was you know that was the first thing, sort of um, like I would say, foreshadowing. um, hmm. One would say, but obviously this was caused by the uh, by the diet. But if I yeah, but uh, continuing on. Going back to the story, at the end, the mother had 23 grandchildren. 15 survived, but they were deformed. The very deformed ones were not spared. And one of their elders said there was a disease like this before the war, but Jodas, before Jodas healed them. Liv immediately asked Jodas to describe it, and once it did, Liv said that the rest of their tribe will not have to suffer much longer.
0: Mm. Yeah. So they, they uh, yeah, went hard on the trying to breed additional uh, reproductive humans with uh, twenty-three grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm. So it was literally, you know, just something was definitely waiting to to um, to erase, you know, from the, the the problem that basically from the similar genetics, and mm. yeah, I mean it does it does come out uh, when Lilith asks jodas to uh describe it
0: uh yes yeah uh, just the um the bit about the nature of the disease that mm-hmm. uh, they have was is that because well, we we sort of skipped over a little bit the um uh the statement that the oankali had about their um survival on a barren world thing cuz yeah, the, the order is a bit funky here because we kind of interrupt the story mid-flow and then come back to it. But the, the this is a there's this little bit dropped in the middle there from um, was it uh, Ahajus? Yeah, Ahajus. Where uh, she says like you know, if I died on a lifeless world uh, that could sustain some form of life, uh, if it were tenacious enough, organelles within each cell of my body would survive and evolve in perhaps a thousand million years that world would be as full of life as this one, right? That little section there. We we should probably go back and talk about that just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A second. Because uh, that's, uh, that's an interesting statement. Uh,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Don Kali, as we knew, they don't have a religion, right? Because for them, the life is sacred, right? It, it's they, they are very biological mm. because they can basically sense biology in a very, you know... As we described it before. What was it? Like not pure also sense of it, right? Like you can't go hmm. uh you can't go deeper than genetics, right? Like it's it's just
0: yeah, yeah. And I think they also have a kind of um almost slightly more collective mindset, right? They they yes. have this kind of um semi telepathic ability to communicate with one another or when they're connected they have a much more sort of full direct high bandwidth connection <laughs> to one another's minds <laughs> yes and uh you know they have the uh, uh the genetic memory as well so there's this whole kind of uh, it's, the individuals are a bit more coextensive with the the community uh than are perhaps individual humans so there's this uh um perhaps uh lessened sense of mm. uh individual death um because they're, they're you know they regard themselves as being a bit more part of this this collective and, and uh, their uh some of their memories uh literally continue on in uh subsequent generations in a mm-hmm. way that uh the human memories uh don't in quite the same fashion yeah there's a uh a, a kind of direct physical connection in some sense right if it's a genetic memory then that's a an actual copy being being made and uh, transmitted to some subsequent generation um so yeah that, i suppose that that sort of uh um that sense in which their memory survives death is is, is uh, what fills in for their spiritual uh, belief, as it were, or analogizes for the human version of it. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just thinking to myself because in the previous chapters we had the discussion about like you know um, that uh, description of the organelle and that all have, and like the fact that you know. If and Onkali went to a planet where there's no like potential trading partners, but they could leave the organelle and the fact that they could then come back in several thousand, hundred thousand of years to that planet and use that orga you know, and then meet and then basically it's like, Oh actually, you know, this is the same sort of subspe- you know, subspecies in a way and trade with mm-hmm. them. Like I just wonder how like the memory would be like. It would they remember you know like everything of that point and then basically those new memories that have been generated like combine itself together. Like it's just the question I mean, is I back it, to you, uh, back to your archiving, you know, and how how do you sort through that memory?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you are kind of you're, um, you know you uh, know you you have a a, a semi-independent. um tree right so um, yeah. uh, how do i i
1: mean mm. uh, my, mm.
0: <laughs> my 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 analogy for this is probably not very useful for other people but, but unless they're programmers because it's git branches uh so if you know git um then the like the diagrams of branches in in program history and merges and all the rest of it are what what i'm visualizing to manage this sort of you know tree of memories so you know they've they've split off a copy of the repository and, and and they have their own branch and they're doing their own thing and they have a whole then you know, a separate commit history and then we're merging a branch of that back into mm. the, the main one like so, you know, the, the history remains there and you can explore it and move through it but it's still um you know we're just sort of you know patching it back on yeah <laughs> uh, and resolving any conflicts although you know they just um you know it's it's mostly just data so there aren't any like specific merge conflicts that'll mess with the execution of anything that are going to cause a problem but uh yeah as an, a branching tree where they've had their own branch they had it had a, a common history up to that point they went off and did their own thing and then we merged a portion of it back in so it's
1: and i guess in this this case it will be full merge all the time no uh deletes or you know stuff like that it's just everything is just added to it and
0: yeah, well I mean there's 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 not really the same an uh, analogy of wherever your your um head is sitting in in, in the uh, um in the language of, of Git again, again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's uh, uh there isn't like a, a main branch per se that you have to pay specific attention to, it's a bit more uh, distributed than that. Um so the analogy is perhaps imperfect, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, um. Mm. and um, how about um, you know, also, but also going back into this section about like Lilith and Jodas actions, right? Because you've mentioned a few times about uh. you know like Jodas's um, uh, behavior towards you know Hezusa and um and Thomas and Lilith's um obvious concern and discomfort about this.
0: Yeah, it's like the the bit that kind of breaks up the story almost is Lilith's kind of insistence that uh, um, Jodas explain um, uh, the nature of uh, Thomas and Jesus's disease. Right, that's yeah. where we kind of get uh, we get split off from the the history of. Um, uh the the um, village in the mountains where they're from and get diverted into the the specifics of uh, of their condition um because uh, lilith is continuing to be you know, uncomfortable with and possibly disapproving of whatever jordas has been up to with these two so we yeah. got a kind of fairly curt uh describe it said lilith uh about the the condition uh, they had and then uh Uh, uh, I'll I'll just read this uh, section from the the text. I looked at her and understood that she was asking me for more than a description of the disorder. Her face was set and grim, as it had been since Hasusa promised to stay with me uh, through metamorphosis. She wanted to know what reason there might be, apart from her love for me, for not telling the humans how bound to me they were becoming. She wanted to know why she should betray her own kind with silence. Uh, so yeah that's uh, uh lilith
1: is um uh,
0: insisting that there be a good reason <laughs>
1: i mean to be fair she hmm. experienced that so uh. yes
0: exactly yeah i think that's uh, uh definitely where that's coming from and makes perfect sense uh very understandable yeah it's uh you know uh she's sort of uh yeah uh Experienced what the uh, the Uloi can do, um, and is uh, wanting to make sure that this is being uh, uh, an, a power being wielded uh, at least somewhat appropriately by uh, uh Jordas.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and but yeah, so that's where uh, basically the.
0: Um... Well, I suppose that, that that leads us into. Um, that's uh, and Jesus's condition, right? There. Yes, neurofibromatosis. yes,
1: but before that, like, uh, basically, this is where you know Lilith explains to Jesus, I know that there is Mars and they can't, can't go to the colony oh, yes. because you know that alternative did not exist for Lilith. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but the name of the disease that they were having was is called neurofibromatosis, and um, so giving a bit of a description of the uh, of the disease here actually um, there's two types technically actually three uh, mm. the third um, uh, type is called schwannomatosis but it's not really well um, described yet it's it's uh, it's distinct from the, you know, from the other two types, but it's still, a, there's still a little understood. So in here, we'll not talk about mm. it here, but the first two types, the, NF, um, the, neuro, uh, the NF1 type, uh, type 1 neurofibromatosis is mm. caused by mutations in the gene that controls production of a protein called neurofibromin uh, from a gene neurofibromin one. NF2 results from a mutation in a different tumor-suppressing gene called neurofibromin 2 or otherwise known as MERLIN. And uh, as I said, the two types, um, the NF1 manifests itself uh, at birth or or during early childhood, and it's characterized by like light brown, as people describe it, cafe au lait, au lait, au lait? how the hell do i pronounce cafe it i did french in the <laughs> synthesis, i can't remember <laughs> Café latte? cafe la? au lait cafe au lait okay but yeah i'm uh, going uh... so going to cut off this bit from the recording <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a kind of um the uh, uh, nice way to describe <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the color of these spots but yeah okay
1: um concentrated mm-hmm. in in usually in areas of the groin under uh, and underarms and there are usually benign tumors under the skin. Um, Enlargement and deformity of the bones and curvature of the spine called scoliosis may also be present in this condition. On occasion, it's said that people with NF1 may develop tumors in the brain or on the cranial nerves or involving the spinal cord. So it's pretty close to what I think... um, uh, What... this condition might be but at the same time mm-hmm. the new uh, the type 2 neurofibromatosis may appear during childhood adolescence or early adulthood and it's primarily characterized by benign tumors on the nerves that transmit sound impulses and balance signals from the inner ears to the brain tumors commonly affect both left and right hearing and balanced uh, nerves so this is interesting mm-hmm. because I think it shows that the time that maybe neuro- neurofibromatosis at the time of Octavia Butler was not well understood yet because hmm. uh, she, you know, described that it as, you know, Thomas having issue of hearing and general, like, um, uh, and eyesight. Um, but it seems that the neurofibromatosis type 1 doesn't affect... Um, the hearing whereas it does affect you know the growths and the, you know the bone structure and stuff like that so it seemed that you know at the time although
0: maybe there was a bit of a conflation of the two yes. symptom sets but uh, although I don't know how to what degree there's there's uh, overlap between the two Yes. Um, yes. subtypes whether or not there's uh, some conditions that might give you the um, uh, symptoms of both to some degree uh, I'm not sure
1: exactly so that's that's the thing like we are it's unsure that whether you know there could be an overlap of those two uh, genes you know being mutated or something but whether it is it's it seems to fit pretty well I mean you know obviously because Octavia picked that <clears throat> disease specifically for those uh, for that group but um, <clears throat> but yeah it's a spe- t- uh, typically a genetic disease so um, but nowadays we know there's actually there's two types and the third type um, is a bit um, still Quite. to be described exactly, to be understood but it mm. seems to be uh, you know, there's a third type that we know of so now
0: hmm. I haven't read into the genetics but from from the name I'm assuming it's a, a similar um, potential genetic cause but with a different primary cell type affected uh, uh, Schwann cells would be
1: um well it says here that it it shares many feature with neurofibromatosis but mm. current evidence suggests that it's distinct genetic disease so uh, Okay mm. so it seems that like although the so similar clinically but yeah, uh, with uh, genetically yeah, mm. different yeah Interesting mm. So that's that's interesting cuz uh, and um so this is fascinating and I think it shows a lot of like when Books are written, and especially in situations like this, how how you know uh, things change, right? So, um, mm. I think
0: we we, um, we encountered a similar thing with uh, some of the other genetic conditions before, yeah. where there's a, we get the uh, uh, you know the, the state of the art of what was known at the time, yeah, um, absolutely, pretty well represented by, by Octavia uh, because she did yeah. her homework, uh, but uh, you know, things change just a little bit uh, as an uh, you know, understanding develops. Absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, but it's always good to see that people have done their homework when they're using stuff in sci fi, though. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. We we can't, I can't, you know, obviously, we can't say anything about Octavia because she did a fantastic job with uh, picking conditions that, you know, at the time were, I would say, you know, hot, I would say, if I can say, use those words on on the, uh, in (laughs) science. Yeah, sort of, uh, you know,
0: the stuff well yeah that's the uh that's a bit of a sort of inside science baseball thing right that that's uh that's a thing right yes yeah. <laughs> topics come in and out of, of fashion um as they do in any other um realm uh right so the you know the hot new disease that gets <laughs> <laughs> is oh my God. A, a poten- potentially a thing <laughs> at least when it comes to uh, what people are paying attention to and publishing on um even if the uh you know, the the description of it in those terms sounds a bit crass uh, from yeah. the outside perspective. But yeah. in the same
1: time, yeah, it it is like, you know, um, something new comes up or something and like everybody talks about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. But yeah. Um, you get uh,
0: publishing fads where everyone wants to publish about this thing um, and all the money is available to, for talking about this thing. And then everyone's like, why is everyone talking about this thing? There's all these other... And then, you know, the attention shifts.
1: I mean, you know, yeah, obviously when COVID came in, like everybody jumped on the, like, especially <laughs> any virus uh, research, no labs, they were immediately jumping on it because that's where the funding was. And it, to be honest, like the amount of research done in those two years is crazy. Yeah, like it's imp-
0: everybody and their dog published a COVID paper. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a co-author cool on a COVID paper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And to be honest, it's 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 it just blows my mind how much like information, how much science is generated in such a short period of time because there's so many people working on, on, on it. And now we have tools that allow to literally just You have a data, analyze it. The other group takes the data, analyzes from different perspective, and adds something to it, and it's just by the end of two years, you literally have three years now. Like you have so much info data about it that you know it's, it's crazy, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, th- there's a lot of uh, amazing work done, but you also get a lot of kind of um, like you know bandwagon stuff. Oh where, yeah, um, you know. B- Because it's the, you know, the sexy thing to be publishing about these days, people will be like, how can I make some random tangential connection between my completely unrelated thing to this currently hot thing so I can get it published?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But then again, when you say that, sometimes it's, you find an interesting link and it's like, really? Like, yeah, really? Yeah. Occasionally,
0: that actually works out, yeah. And then at the but.
1: end, like, somebody checks, is like, well, actually, yes, really. And it's like, huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> you know, going back to the book, Lilith also mentioned that, you know, this disease could lead to malignant tumors. Uh, and that's why they would be such an attraction to an uloy. That's, you know, that's <laughs> when error came in. It was craving for the same, <laughs> hoping that maybe there is one or two people who would join it. If I could reach them, Ayres said, I could convince them. I could see the hunger in it, the desperation. Mm, I'm looking forward to the part three. Yeah. I can taste. I can taste them. Taste the good stuff, Ayres. You know, going insane type of situation.
0: Hmm. Nah, I, I. I think. Um... <laughs> Yeah, L- Lilith's concerns may have to shift from uh, <laughs> yes. from Jodas over to Aeon and, and rein it in because, uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, air was one more Ulai like, construct, and the fact that the mo- that the moment it gets on the ship, it won't be allowed to have much choice. You know. Also, mm. the humans will be given to other Caliphates. So, as Hes- and not surprisingly, as Hes- and Thomas uh, were startled by. Uh, this reaction, told Eir that no member of the tribe would willingly join it. The argument continued a bit mm. between Jesus and Eir, but eventually Jodas fell asleep. And the chapter ends with Nikanch telling Thomas and Jesus to take Jodas to the spare room and stay with it. Jodas didn't say anything and that was automatically you know, recording, but it remembered the gentle touch and care they took to carry it to the spare room. And that's where the chapter ends and mm. the part two is finished.
0: Yeah, yeah uh there's a a little bit of um uh a little bit of Ayor's uh conversation there with uh, jesus so where they're kind of going back and forth about um you know a sort of you know like oh i'll I'll be able to persuade them. i like, no, will and... Is like, yes and no you don't get it like their 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 beliefs are you know totally the antithesis of this it's like they, they will they will choose uh you know uh maybe mars if, if, if in in maybe uh, she's skeptical of that um but more likely like the the, the sterility here on on earth and, and not having to be anything to do with the Ancali as much yeah. as possible um but uh yeah that's uh and then um uh, uh, got the, sort of a uh Linth saying earlier that if they're if they're wise they will choose mars
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah but yeah, it's 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 uh, even you know I I can feel the conflict already. You know, Lilith being like they have a choice, and I'm sure Lilith would be like I'll make sure anything make sure that the option is given to them before anything happens. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I feel like she she will feel sorry for Ayr if it mm-hmm. doesn't get like a partner because obviously there's Onkali on the ship that like are having problem finding it partners to trade
0: yeah yeah Uh, we we get quite a bit of Aeor's kind of um, like insecurity here about this you know it it, it won't get um, suitable partners on on the ship and and, uh, none of the the humans will be interested in it as a partner and uh, there's no other opportunities for it to find mates other than potentially uh, tomas and jesus's uh, you know, people um but uh yeah the, the it seems unlikely that uh it will find willing mates among tomas and yeah. jesus's people um and uh, without you know uh, extra doses of oankali mind whammy
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah which um,
0: yeah lilith won't be comfortable with
1: absolutely absolutely but yeah, like a lot of things happened this part actually. And um shall we go to the summary of the part too? Yes. So yeah.
0: With uh, reflecting back on the, the whole the last part, few honestly.
1: It only has been like a few episodes that we've done this, but it technically was like two or two, three months that we've done it. I'm like, I'm mm. going through the notes, I was going through this like to do the summary, I was like, hmm. I don't remember this <laughs> <at all." laughs> So it's a good.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we do kind of draw it out a bit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so it
1: was like a good for me, a good to write the summary to remember what happened. So after the first fiasco with the journey out of law, just a reminder, there was a when the first time when the family left the law, they got attacked, so they had to go back. Um, the, family, the family journeyed out again. Chodas was still having issues with its controlling its powers, and you no, know, they control, encounter, encountered some resistors, but another human. Joao, if you remember who again, who again really attracted oh, yes. Jodas but the man didn't stay long a month until his leg regrew um, mm. that's when everyone got surprised because Eor also started its metamorphosis but not into a female but an Uloy as well
0: ah yes, the other surprise Uloy <laughs> yes
1: yeah, you know, another kinder surprise here uh, for us <laughs> Um, Jodas became a lizard or a pangolin to be specific and started moving more and more away from his family to eventually meet another set of humans Thomas and Jesusa this surprised Jodas because once it touched them it realized that they were untouched by the Kali by the and they were struggling because of genetic disease and they were all, also fertile unheard of for a whole century before and the story continued with Jodas secretly following them like a normal being with the, until it couldn't stop itself anymore and came out to them, got shot, then connected with them, healed, and eventually made their back to the Joda, to, to its family. Before that, though, Joda started second metamorphosis and Jesus got shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think and Jodas too, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jodas, I think got also shot. got shot, but
1: yeah. I think, but Jesus was the one that really was bleeding out, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh dear yep no yep. and then yeah the, the the pangolin thing also always <laughs> still kind of <laughs> Guess me i have this this mental image of kind of the the pangolin but remember it's a pangolin with like a human face yes right so i've got this kind of like um uh and a vaguely uh, you know you know those like the weird creatures in spirited away that have the kind of like flat mask faces
1: Yes, yes, I know what you're talking hey, about. It's kind
0: of like, kind of like that, but with, <laughs> with a pangolin and a human face. <laughs>
1: you know. Honestly, but the the, the best, creepy. the funniest stuff was, I think, um, was the the question: Do pangolins sweat? That that that. Ah uh, yes. The answer is no. They don't. They actually don't have uh, sweat glands. But. Hmm. It's you know I put in the references in the, I think episode or two episodes ago when the pangolin first came up, uh, but yeah it, it was just it's hilarious like I generally checked and there's actually a um, a journal that looked into the the the, the sk- uh, skin structure of the pangolins and no they don't have sweat glands so they don't sweat.
0: Huh. Fascinating. <laughs> I don't think I checked that reference, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean they they go to a lot of parts mm. of the pangolin, and it's the, it's anatomy and stuff. So
0: yeah, oh, they they're pretty weird, uh, pretty unique. Uh.
1: I mean, to be fair, it's mm. it's it's also expected and unexpected, you would think. But hey, mm-hmm. such is evolution and the nature.
0: Yeah, I wonder how they thermoregulate them. So. There we That's go. Another question that I have spot, to find yeah. a reference to
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. to learn some more about pangolin biology.
1: I think uh. though, I think that journal that article um, goes into detail on that. I I think it does, mm. but I you'd have to check that that reference. Yeah, no. I'll uh, I'll uh,
0: add it to my uh, my reading list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that the never ending reading list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, there were only a few topics that we really covered that were distinct uh, in this part. We talked about <clears throat> the vegan diet and vitamin B12 supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we t- except for the pangolins as well, we talked about the importance of vision over um, the other sensory modalities. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the post-nuclear sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, what was it related to?
0: um hmm
1: uh, this uh, when i was making those what did we I don't remember
0: when that came up because we we didn't have any sort of significant radiation exposure no i think it was section. about the
1: sickness that like i think they were talking about the sickness of the um uh the, the humans uh in the um uh
0: yeah well there was some discussion of the uh the, the post-war humans um
1: Yes, That's yes, now. that was it. I forget when that was. That they yeah. were like, you know, the mm. sick and everything. And we were like, oh, is this the post-nuclear sickness or not? Mm, we aren't sure, to be honest. And mm. still to this day, I'm not sure if it, if that was the case. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, there was kind of
0: uh, like legends of, of, of uh, what had happened to the, uh, the first generation after the war. Um, yeah. And some of it lined up with radiation sickness and some of it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. makes sense, because that's you know, humans passing on the, the, uh, uh, the myths and, and legends of what happened and probably mixing up a little bit of uh, radiation poisoning with um, know, other things.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, and mm-hmm. finally, we talked about Ray Harry Holson, a legend in the um, special effects um, ah yes. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. You have a book about him and it's uh, you know his his amazing uh, his life and how how he uh, created those amazing movies using you know um, basically you know those you know good uh, Godzilla and stuff like that is and King Kong movies and the old ones. It's just amazing and that the, re- was mm-hmm. the reason we mentioned it was because of Jodas being a pangolin. So.
0: I know, but we had some kind of a creature in the Black Lagoon reference. Yes, didn't yes, we? Was that, you, oh, you that was came up as the uh, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, before Jodas was a pangolin when he was like a frog man. Yes, in, basically. In the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> another uh, sort of uh, Linus giving him a the side eye and sort of you know, pull yourself together. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's just like, come on. It's like, it's not a face, mom. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine actually like the onkali, uh, you know a teenage onkali uh, being like no mom it's not a face i am a lizard literally a face
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's uh yeah and then and then we had some uh a couple of other biological talk topics to to tack on the end there with uh a, a little bit of um neurofibromatosis stuff and the uh, spina bifida and uh, some uh, absolutely uh, some uh, genetics uh, stuff genetically uh, uh, well genetic Mm -hmm. disorders and so on Mm
1: -hmm. so yeah we had a a good end because we had happened to have a chance to talk about biology and you know figure out what the actual disease is and kudos to uh, Octavia Butler for Doing this because honestly, she, uh, um, well, for the time, ty- for the bit, you know, for the state of the art science at the time, she picked really good, you no, know, and she blended it in well. So,
0: yeah, and, and so it's actually quite a, a nice, um, uh, like a surfacing of some of these rare genetic conditions, right? Because there's thousands of these very rare genetic diseases that are and you know affect a very small number of people for each individual disease but quite a lot of people in total have uh, are affected by some of these extremely rare yeah. genetic diseases just by different ones right um, and you know, they're extremely uh, um, uh, instrumental in understanding a lot of, of biology oh yeah uh, because the uh, people with these sort of rare genetic diseases, they're you know, often sort of you know, monocausal genetically. So you know, there's one gene which is impacting um, you know, a lot of these systems and causing all these symptoms, and that reveals a lot about what that gene's doing biologically. So mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, the study of, um, of biology in general is littered with uh, examples of, you know, we figured out what this gene did because of these rare genetic conditions that affect it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. No, honestly this is this is how you know and not surprised that Octavia used cancer as example of the you know regeneration because at the time like a lot of there was a thought of like cancer being used as you know a potential way to to heal humans and i st- I still remember as a kid when they were talking about like oh utilizing cancer as a means of you know mm-hmm. like maybe in regenerative medicine um and I mean to be fair like you know uh comic uh um comic uh, uh superheroes like um Deadpool you know ridden by cancer ah, super yes, generation yeah. type of situation you know mm-hmm. like spider the the uh lizard um was you know like he, he could cure cancer but no, everybody's going to be a lizard <laughs> hmm.
0: yeah i don't i don't think we uh we uh, picked up on those pop culture references. No, we last haven't. Time we we haven't. That. To be honest, uh, yeah, yeah. I just it just came
1: hmm. to my mind right now, like just now. But like I'm sure there's quite probably a lot of you know um, pop culture references to this stuff as well. And
0: hmm. we can uh, well link that back to whichever episode it was when we when they had an oh, extended yeah. discussion of uh, the the. Um uh, 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 cancer and, and uh, rejuvenative medicine and all that God, kind of stuff. Probably... Yeah, we, we did. We, we've had that conversation before. Oh yeah, we definitely did. And it's I forget somewhere,
1: when. like first one of the first episodes.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's yeah, it's in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up.
0: <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Depends which one of us is doing uh, the, notes. Uh, the the notes yes. and whether or not we can be bothered. <laughs> Uh, okay, right. So let's see. Um, let's wrap up with your um, your predictions for for the next section. Sure. And for the, for the first chapter of the next section.
1: Sure. So chapter one. Now, as obvious as always, I don't know how much time will pass, but I have this feeling that I can definitely tell that air is gonna be a problem. It's the craving for humans. It's not going to be able to resist this feeling right it's just you know it's like i don't know a dr- you know a a a thirsting man lo- seeing a bottle of water in, in the middle of a desert like type of situation like it's just it will not be mm-hmm. able to stop itself to going and and no matter what jesus I will say air is going to be literally clawing towards that village in the same time i thought I, I thought deeper about it because the part three name is called is Imago. And mm-hmm. I don't know what does it mean, but I suspect it's the name of ah, the human village. Uh, we uh,
0: w- we discussed that. Did we? Um, yeah, yeah, because the, you know, the book title um, is also Imago. Yeah. Uh, which um, it's uh, the name for um, like a, an adult uh, insect.
1: Ah, okay, um, okay, 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 okay.
0: Yeah, the adult form of an insect.
1: Right, right. Now you mm. say that, okay? Because I, I, when I was writing, it's like I, com- I, I completely forgot. See, this is how long it's been a while since we started recording, you know, <laughs> this book, and I completely forgot about that. You mentioned that. so apologies. Thank you for reminding me. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that it might be the name of the village, but now when you say that, it obviously indicates, you know. The life of Jodas as an adult construct uloy. Um, it's you know its story continuing, but I feel like Aar is going to be big sort of reason of a conflict, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I mean the the sort of transition to adulthood has been and. Uh, um a long running theme in in the last couple books yeah. uh so i i think the yeah i suppose the the culmination of that here for both Aeor uh, uh,
1: and um uh, and jodas yeah yeah no absolutely so sorry yeah absolutely that's 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 but yeah i just thought that you know whatever it is there's it is going to be a conflict in the center of it it's going to be Aor it's going to be fueled by jodas and, Jesus and uh and thomas um, I think there's going to be definitely contact, a conflict between Jesusa and Jodas. Because mm-hmm. even if the Jesusa, even though Tom, if Jodas wants Jesusa to stay, I have this strange feeling that Jesusa will not be able to, uh, like there's going to be a conflict within her and it's going to be hard. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about this.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds like a pretty solid, uh, 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 yeah, a general narrative prediction, as it were. That you know we've got, Hasusa uh, 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 being conflicted about uh, whatever it is yeah. that is going on with uh, the the Oan Kali's choices for the village, especially uh, hm
1: So yeah, that's that's okay. that's my chapter one prediction and part three prediction, but. Hmm. Let's see. I'm really looking forward to finishing this part and see what's you know, uh, what the end, the final, final because we're literally the final, final part of it. Like it's just the last stretch. Ah yes,
0: yeah, the, the the last section, yeah, hmm. the last uh, arc in the uh, in the story. Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: So yeah. Okay. I guess that's it for today, right? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We are Xenothesis. You can find all the places we upload our podcast on xenothesis.com. I was Michael Glinker And
0: I was Rich Jackson.
1: Thank you and goodbye. goodbye.